Welcome to Pivotal. I'm Hayat Gallo, Corporate Vice President for Commercial Solution Areas at Microsoft. I work with customers around the globe to transform their business through technology. At the center of every transformation are people who give technology its purpose. They are the ones who spark visionary ideas for leveraging technology, and they have the drive to push them forward for their business while empowering others. We like to talk about technology. I love to talk about it. And we often forget the heroes behind technology and transformations. You, we forget you. And that's what I want to talk about through Pivotal. Throughout this season of Pivotal, we've heard many stories of change makers from across the world who envision better ways for technology to serve them. Today, we're speaking with Valérie Beaulieu, the Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Edeco Group. Based in Zurich, this Fortune 500 company is a global leader in human resource solutions and temporary staffing. In her role, Vanity is working to find innovative solutions, not only for the 38,000 staff, but for their clients and candidates. The ADECO Group helps businesses optimize their talent, transform their workforces, and build the employability of people. Their mission is a big one. Make the future work for everyone. Indeed, make the future work for everyone. With a task that big, most of us might wonder where to even begin. But for Valerie, the question excites and energizes her. I was a moment in my career where I really wanted to uh, drive towards a very uh, specific purpose. I felt having a, a more direct impact on society was very attractive to me. With more than 30 years in the tech industry, Valerie knew exactly where she wanted to start. Traditionally, HR industry are not known for being very modern. And so there was a lot of opportunity to really think about how do we bring that modernity in the way that we engage both our clients and our candidates and how tech can help. Because there were so many great things that I've experienced in my previous life in digital transformation, how we bring to bear digital transformation to really have this bigger impact on society. Valerie told us about an impactful two-day training experience early in her career that stuck with her. She was working in marketing and had to crunch data manually. This means she was spending a lot of time in Excel spreadsheet. My boss at the time would see me like every day with squinting eyes on my Excel sheet. He said, do you want to go to an Excel training? I said, yes, why not? Not really expecting. This was really my first experience on a, what I would say, heavy tech role, heavy digital role. And so I went to that training. It was a two days training on Excel and it was a revelation. Every five minutes with the new functionality, I was thanking the moderator saying, you saved two hours of my work. Oh, you save another hour of my daily work. My goodness, you save half a day every month for me. And for me, that's, that's talk. At the time, Valérie was a marketing director and new to technology. Excel is a powerful data processing tool, but often requires additional training on all its functionality. It told me two things that first, technology can be a fantastic enabler. And two, you need to learn and take the time to go to upskill yourself because 
don't take for granted that you will know how to do things. When Valerie joined the ADECO group two years ago, she found that, as with many companies, certain systems were working well and in step with the latest technology, but other systems, not so much. There was a disconnect between the technology most people enjoyed in their lives and the technology infrastructure used both internally and when interfacing with clients. Our clients were telling us, come on, you're still doing it like in the old days with pen and paper. So there was a lot of expectation that we would be more tuned to our time. And as I share with my team, the point is that we're not necessarily compared with other companies in the HR industry. We are compared to the daily experience of our clients as consumers. And so as you are used to do your shopping online, your banking online, you expect to have your experience with your suppliers, partners, and partners for career as well to be as easy as a, a, a thumb away on your phone. So I think this was, a, this was a realization, a collective realization, because I don't want to take the credit for myself. It was very much a team effort that we needed to really embrace how technology could help us move to the next level and really be attuned to the expectation of, uh, of our stakeholders at large. Modernizing the ADECO Group's internal technology system would be a big enough job on its own. But because our company serves thousands of clients and millions of individuals a year, Valerie spends most of her energy responding to the paradigm shift in the global job market. We've shifted from a world where what was the anchor was really the college you graduated from, your major in terms of training, to really a market where what makes the difference is the skill. Since we're moving to a world in which a person's skills matter more than their degree, Valerie sees some major ways purpose-driven technology can help support and connect people with skills and opportunities. The first is digital training. When we train people on digital skills, we really focus on giving you the tools so that you continue to adjust and evolve as your role will evolve. I have amazing stories with our General Assembly company where we train barrister from Starbucks into becoming a digital guru in a marketing firm. So I have these fantastic stories. But we're also taking engineers who may have a training that is no longer the hype in terms of technology. So maybe an aging technology where the number of roles are no longer available. But we have so much demand for engineering skills. We can retrain these engineers into the most current technology to make sure that they can find a job and companies can deliver on their outcomes. So I think really bringing to bear the talent that is here to just be transposed and upskill so that it can serve a meta purpose in a company to serve an outcome. I think this is also what gives us the passion that we have every day. For Valerie, implementing this digital skills program to train and upskill workers is absolutely the right thing to do. After all, she herself experienced the immediate benefits of an Excel workshop. And it's so fundamental to think about upskilling existing workers. You will never find enough skills for what you need to do. So you have to really deeply think through how you look at your existing workforce and what are the right training you can bring to them to make them the workforce you need. And it's interesting to think about how you can leverage technology to also make that job available to many more people. 
So think about the recent announcement around OpenAI. And for example, Microsoft 365 Copilot. It's all about how you simplify the usage of the tool. And now everybody can be an Excel guru. Can you imagine this? You don't need to know anything about pivot table. All you need to do is write down, I need a pivot table that does X, Y, Z, W, and it happens. So technology can have a big role to play in making jobs available for everyone. So what the Adeco Group's customers are facing is what all customers are facing. You can't find the humans, then you can't face the challenge. So it's all about skilling the people you have. And digital skills training and education has another important aim. It helps with targeting population struggling with high unemployment. In Spain, for example, youth unemployment is at 35%. It's a real crisis for the country. And we developed a program that is called Red ES, ES for Spain, where we focus on underserved or vulnerable youth between 16 and 30 to offer them a digital training. Because what we've realized is that nowadays, without digital skills, it's very hard to fit into the world of work. And so what we are doing with this youth, it's an 11 weeks program where we train them to digital marketing, video games development, making sure that they could do webmaster type of roles. So helping to drive a social impact and to help people in vulnerable situation doesn't mean that you are stuck into frontline workers type of roles. It really depends. And this program shows that here we were using technology for a different purpose, which was really giving digital skills that are so important in the world of today. The second is using technology to zoom out and rethink what job workers are potentially qualified for based on transposable skills. We were trying to think, okay, if we really shifting from a world of diploma to a world of skills, could we look at all these fantastic workers that were delivering a fantastic job as hospitality workers working in hotels, for example, and transpose them where we have the most need? And post-pandemic or during the pandemic, where they were the most needs were really in the healthcare industry. And what we realized is that they were a set of um, skills that are very similar. Care for others, listening skills, the proximity, etc. Were, were skills that were very similar. And so obviously you cannot train nurse from one day to the other because you need to go through very specific medical schools. But you have all these population who are supporting the core medical practitioners, nurses, medics, etc. So all the orderlies, and we were able to actually transpose these skills into the healthcare. I remember um, being told about this lady. She she was working in a hotel, and then she moved to work into a, a hospital with a very similar type of of engagement. And she was telling me, actually, it's a revelation because I found my path. So she even realized that this was what she she had found her own inner purpose. So this was such a, a, a refreshing story. And, and I think this is also the fact that we evolved from a market of diploma to a market of skills is also giving us the ability to really help people to find their way. The third and perhaps most globally scalable tool to modernize HR solution is the new way they implement skills assessment to match workers. And what I love about this is we're moving from a market of diploma and degrees to a market of skills. Whatever you learned at school, it just gets you started. 
but it's all about the skill that you build along the way and how you can adapt to what's coming. Nothing is set in stone. It can't be. We just don't have enough humans for that. What we're able to do now with this fantastic platform where we can match the skills, we can actually go to the company and say, we know we have the best person for you, even before they know it. And I think this is just a twist that I feel so proud. I started with this passion about the social impact and really being the, this intermediary that makes this impact on society and being able to propose the best talent to the companies and not waiting for the company to come to us. This is also something that we're able to do today. And so that gets me very excited also about, it's a two-way street. It's no longer only one way. It's a two-way street. And that's very exciting. I'm inspired thinking about how many new people we can bring into the workforce through this innovative method of skill matching at scale. It actually flips the traditional job searching dynamic on its head. Traditionally, companies come to HR solutions company and say, I need this kind of profiles to fulfill this kind of roles. And then the HR company looks for the best profile to fit their needs based on a very prescriptive profiling. But really, who can match tomorrow's job? I can't. Nobody can. You will have to change. You will have to adapt. You will have to build those skills. That's why I love this approach. It's really acknowledging the fluidity of the market and helping people really getting employed in the future. And that's why it's important for companies to really understand the skills that they have internally and have a strategy on how they can adapt and move people around and train them up so that they can deliver on the next challenge. So that's why it's so important for companies to create their own marketplace internally. Really what I mean by this is understand the skills you have internally. It's your potential. It's the potential that through training, through upskilling, you can bring to the next challenge and help your company along the way. In the past, you were basically relying on a recruiter reading a resume and, and mapping the resume to experience. Now that we move to matching that is more based on the skills and your ability to learn, just reading the resume will not be enough. And so what we've implemented is broad range assessments of our candidates. And not only it gives them a sense of where they are in terms of their skills development and what they bring to bear to a company or in the world of work, but also that allows us to do matching at scale, something that you wouldn't be able to do if you were just reading a resume and you are just dependent on, you know, the capability of and the capacity of, of an individual recruiter to read a number of resumes a day. Now we can have a machine that will really look at what is the best match of skills relative to a role that is available in the marketplace. And this is how we started to uncover that, well, maybe the experience is not that it's so relevant, but more the skills that you have deployed and leveraged when you were delivering that job. So I, I'm very excited about what technology is bringing here for us to bring more relevance in what we can propose to the candidates. Technology is also helping to safely and quickly onboard workers in innovative ways that might surprise you. So when we have requests for forklift driver, just because of talent scarcity, it's very hard to find enough people with the right licenses or driving licenses for forklift driver available, you know, by the week or by the months to serve our clients. And so 
we were inspired by all this buzz around the metaverse and all the gaming around the metaverse. And we've developed a new onboarding methodology that is based on augmented reality. We have a flight simulator for forklift driver. That's what we've developed. And so this was amazing. We shared the idea with a couple of our clients in the FMCG industry, and they were very excited to pilot that. And so we actually have a mock-up of a, of a forklift, but it's, a, it's totally stable. And so the driver-to-be has the access to a console that reproduces exactly the same command and the same experience as a forklift would do. And that allows us to train them at super speed. It's a question of uh, of three days. In three days, we can train a forklift drivers, including people coming with zero experience, into being a season, maybe a big word, but a certified forklift driver. And going through trainings such as what do you do in case of accident? And so, but doing this in a safe environment because it's all virtual. And so we had a recent experience with one of our clients when one of the forklift driver in the console, he he had the accident and then he, he jumped outside his seat, which is what you should absolutely not doing. But because he did that in a virtual environment, he could learn safely that this is not what you have to do. The reason this example is striking is that you're using technology as a safe and efficient way to train people. In fact, the gamifying of training is super important, actually, to get adoption in a company. I may not want to be on HoloLens to train, but a lot of people want to do it. And that's the thing. You got to find the angle that makes this fun and not formal. Because the best way to learn is to actually be on the job and practicing it without the risk. And that's what they did here. And by the way, it's cost efficient and it makes you much more competitive. She's doing things here in three days that took 18 months before. This is just mind blowing. She's really thinking outside of the box. She's not constrained herself. And because of that, she could bring people to the job in much less time. And by the way, it was less risky for them. Usually when you get adults to training, they tread their feet and they don't want to do it. And it's a pain. Here, they wanted to go back to the simulation until they master the movement or the maneuver because with the, it's, it's a game, so it's more enticing. So not only we do this much faster, only three days when sometimes it would be taking weeks. So And that matters, uh, especially when you are in the FMCG space. So for our clients, it's very important. We do that in a, in a, in a safe way. And we also get more engagement of the employee-to-be because they are very excited to be trained that way. So I would say this was a very exciting experience that we are now broadening into multiple other roles in the uh, frontline worker space. And this illustrates the challenge we always have, which is when you want to introduce a new skill, there will be resistance. So you got to find ways for people to adopt it and embrace it versus feeling like they have to do it. And making it fun in this case and not scary, that's how she got the hook. That's how she got people to want to come back and do it. And now she's looking at ways to implement that across industries. There is an expectation that for all office workers, there is a familiarity on the office suite at large and and teams, especially with the, um, the flexibility being table stakes today. You need to be extremely uh, comfortable in video call, calls, et cetera. And 
And I am very excited with um, what we have with teams, for example, because I can see that we can train people to really do collaboration through teams, using whiteboards through teams. At the other end of the spectrum, you have all that relates to Azure tools, cloud tools in general, uh, development tools. And this is very much in demand across all the industries. Uh, we are obviously with our history in the flexible workers, we've evolved to develop um, an engineering, dedicated engineering subsidiary. And in other industries, such as manufacturing, the needs are different. As technology and product lines change, manufacturers are looking for ways to adapt their workforce for the new products they're building. We're actually here, we are very much looking at um, how do we transform, we help our clients to transform into software companies um, because this is very true. And so you can provide the tech, but if you don't have the people to activate the tech, this is just not happening. And so we've been partnering with a number of our clients, especially in the manufacturing space, Especially, I'm thinking here, automotive. Uh, this is one that comes to mind very clearly, where you have to transform the population of engineers of very strongly indexed on mechanical engineers to really ramp up the number of software engineers that are going to uh, look after most of the functions of the car nowadays. Almost everything is becoming software. So we are totally uh, driving this with our clients. And I'm thinking about one of a, a big car manufacturer in Germany, where we work to develop a full program to retrain their technicians uh, from traditional mechanical engineering uh, to being able to support the electric cars and all the software that goes with it. So we have this kind of program that are very much in, uh, in demand. Many of us have read the reports about talent scarcity. But Valerie makes a really great point again and again. It's not just about scarcity and numbers of workers, but it's also the shortage of people with the right skill that today's organizations need. It's so fundamental to see a company like Edeco investing in this type of training and upskilling to bring mechanical engineers to a place where they're not able to perform as software engineers. They are actually bridging this gap to grow the talent themselves. Valley tells us about another way she approaches the talent scarcity problem in difficult areas like engineering. It goes back actually to the, the point around leveraging your own workforce and their potential. So think about manufacturing and the factory floors. You could say, oh, it's easy. We'll replace everybody and bring technology folks. Well, guess what? It won't work because they don't have the DNA of the company. They don't understand. They don't have their history. They don't understand the workflows. So you really need to bet on the people you have and you got to bring the skills to them. You got to bring them to a place where they can contribute because otherwise you will fail. The other thing that I see more and more is also how do we rethink the manufacturing um, processes or the industrial processes end to end to try to think about where can we reduce the need for engineering hands or technician hands because they are so much in demand. And so with our subsidiary, Acodis, we specialize in smart industry. What we are doing is really focusing on what are the portion that we can digitize? What are the portion of the process that we can also totally develop in a virtual environment? Some of this is uh, totally leveraging the Azure suite uh, and HoloLens and you name it. She's talking about cloud services and augmented reality headsets, respectively. 
where we've been developing digital twins with our clients, where we cut on the time to build a prototype because we just emulate a, a virtual prototype. And that reduced the needs that you would have of technicians and engineers that would be stuck to build a prototype when you could very quickly emulate the digital twins and do all your testing in a virtual environment. So we, we've seen that as a way to also answer um, the problem of talent scarcity. And I'm very hopeful and I, and I belong to the uh, enthusiasts around the metaverse on how this can help solve some of our talent scarcity problem and, and really answer the need to continue to, to do the work. But we are just going to do the work differently. We talk a lot about metaverse. It's very good and very cool to see here how Adeco and Valerie are taking it to the next level and actually applying it to a concrete problem. Valerie is really showing us possibilities for creating shared value by augmenting workers, not removing them. And she has some words of wisdom for skeptics. I'm a big believer <laughs> that if you use technology right, with the right ethics and the right boundaries, it will be a fantastic way to remove portion of the job that are uninteresting and creating opportunities for jobs that will be more interesting. And, and so given the talent scarcity, I don't know which job is going to cut. So truly, we, we are so much in demand for tech talent. And when I say tech talent, I don't speak about IT only. I talk about in general, people with technical capabilities. So everything that can make the work of The few people we can find easier, faster, less tiring, less long hours. I think everybody will look forward to that. On the other end of the spectrum, we need to have the right boundaries in place. And I can tell you, we are extremely protective of the ethics around the data, the protection of our employees. And, and I think one cannot go without the other. For me, it has to go hand in hand. And, and obviously, the metaverse is too new to know exactly what form it will take. I think there will be a big consumer play, gaming, etc. But as far as the work is concerned, I think this could be partially, not entirely, but partially an answer to some of our scarcity. It's also a fantastic answer for training, upskilling, learning in ways that will be faster, more engaging and more exciting. So there are so many applications that I can think about that really excites me. Training and upskilling can take many different forms. Sometimes a single technology solution can be implemented, like augmented reality training for forklift drivers and digital twins for engineers working on prototypes. In other cases, digital technology can help democratize a service traditionally reserved for executive or knowledge workers. A recent conversation with a client gave her a pause. She was telling me, well, training is overrated. And, and I was very, very surprised in the world where everybody is telling you upskilling, reskilling is the thing that we need to focus on. Actually, there were statistics recently released by the uh, World Economic Forum that uh, we're talking about 1 billion people needed to be reskilled or upskilled in the next decade. So when you have a client telling you training is overrated, I, I was very surprised to say the least. And then she explained herself and she said, when you go to a training, how much do you really bring back? And what she was observing was that in general, it's between two, three, five percent of the training that really stick. I don't think this customer is wrong per se. What they're saying, and I think it's very true, 
is formal training is not enough. It just doesn't suffice. You need to complement that by on-the-job experience because this is the best way to learn. And then community learning. You always learn best from your friends, from your colleagues, and that's what works. And so when you think about it, and this example on the metaverse or augmented reality, we have to keep in mind that there will be formal learning. You got to know how to use the tool. And maybe that's what people will go to. But in reality is when you start using it, that's when it comes to life. Think about the forklift training example. If they had just learned and read the manual, good luck to them. It won't be working. But in this case, they got to try, fail safely, put it in action, see others. And that's how they build confidence. And that's what we need to think about when we think about training. You reached the conclusion that what's important is really the soft skills. And so I am very, very excited because in the ADECO group, we've developed an offer that is called Ezra, where we develop a platform that allows to democratize coaching. Because as, as you all know, coaching was very much this, you know, very select few top leadership type of privilege. And based on this example of, of my client telling me training is overrated, actually, I need my, I need my team to be coached to use these skills every day, all the day. The fact that we are able to democratize access to coaching is actually a way to anchor the learning experience. And so we use technology. What we did was really develop a platform where we put in contact our coaches from all over the world and get them in contact with a huge number of people from our clients so that we can bring coach to your doorstep or to your screen and have a fantastic coaching experience. Ezra is reaching people in 68 countries and counting in 26 languages. And what I love about this is that it's using technology to support people and their purpose-driven goals. And now you have people connected to coaches that will help them personalize their experience. Suddenly, one-on-one coaching is no longer only for executive-level talent. That's the exciting piece, right? And it's interesting for us at Microsoft in the last few years, we made a big shift as an example with our managers. We embraced a model of model coach care where we believe that the best way to help our employees as managers is to coach them. This is how they can learn effectively. And if you think about it, we democratize that again by making it available to everybody and we invested deeply. Why? Because what we believe in tech skills, we're a tech company. We also know that without soft skills, there is no success. There is no driving the company forward. So I believe it's very important that she's focusing on this aspect in a role as providing talent to the industry. And Valerie even sees a role for the metaverse in coaching down the line. I'm actually looking for the metaverse, what it could do to the coaching experience in the future. But I, I'm very proud of what we were able to deliver here to really democratize that access to really anchoring your upskilling and reskilling in what you do every day. And another significant aspect of this work is the underlying societal impact. More people globally are getting access to resources that will help them not only find a job that matches their skills, but they'll get access to training that will give them the tools for greater upward mobility. Their opportunities and earnings potential goes up. 
Isn't that fantastic to think that you're not stuck to where you started? That inspires me. These programs and digital tools are really an investment into communities who traditionally have been left behind or limited to a narrow set of career fields. I am personally very, very vested into making sure that we provide opportunity for women, underserved communities, underserved minorities. And, and, and I know I am in a company of kindred spirits. We are all willing to make that impact and to make sure that everybody participates to the world of work. It reminds me of the saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. We have a critical role to play and we play it very seriously because we, one of our mission is really to make sure that our clients are able to make the future work for them. And to make the future work for them means that we need to fulfill that mission that we are going to live in a world that is more diverse and more equitable and more inclusive. And that's who we are. Value is a spark, but it's actually about what an industry in transformation looks like. You can't do it without technology. And when an industry is facing the kinds of challenges that this industry is facing, you need the spark. She was the spark. And it's inspiring because tech is really inspiring people in this case. This is all about the need for a company to embrace technology and serve their clients better and more effectively. She's looking at how she can leverage tech to help her teams, her customers, her employees, and her candidates. Valérie installed a culture of experimentation. And this is the only way you can be prepared for what's coming. Because you don't know what's coming. We don't know what job we will be in tomorrow. That's why it's so important to see technology right now at the service of innovation and bringing people from where they are to where they need to be tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Pivotal. I'd love to hear your story and your Pivotal moment. So don't hesitate to follow me and share on LinkedIn. Audience information is also available in the show notes. Our show is produced by Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Special thanks to Lin Yang and our partners at We Communications.